Welcome to the Smart Influencer Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Christina Hitchcock. And I'm Corinne Schmidt. We're both entrepreneurs, online influencers, strategy junkies, and spreadsheet ninjas. Each week, you'll hear inspiring interviews and leave with actionable tips and strategies to help you work smarter and scale faster. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Smart Influencer Podcast. Today, Corinne and I are talking all about content auditing and our process for deciding what to do with that content. So let's just jump right in because this is such such a fun topic. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) So content auditing is a very important part of any online influencers workflow. We need to make sure that the content we have out there is performing well and is actually providing value to our readers. Um, I know myself, I have thousands of posts out there and in the beginning, I knew nothing about creating content. So I was telling my life story. I was sharing, you know, dumb things that people really weren't interested in. Heck, I'm not even interested in it anymore. <laughs> so, but it's out there on the internet and Google bots are scanning it every time they're, you know, they're scanning my site and it's, it's not doing me any good with that content being out there. So we need to clean it up. So that we're providing Google with a clean slate of content and they can start to learn what exactly it is we are about. Exactly. So let's start with the easy stuff. Um, And this is actually the most important part because this is the part that's dead weight and that's dragging you down and that's making Google not love you so much. So when has anybody ever said this is the important part and this is the easy part all in the same time. It doesn't happen. So this is like the unicorn. (laughs) Exactly. It doesn't happen, but it is true in this case. So first up, we're going to look at the stuff that we're going to delete. And this is going to be easy to identify because this, these are the posts with no traffic. Nobody's coming to visit these posts. You can go in Google analytics and see that they're not getting any page views. They have no value. Like when you look at that post, Again, it's like these early posts that we wrote and you're, you're not even interested in it anymore. Like it has no value to anyone and then no potential. And the reason that we throw this one in there is because you might've just coincidentally come up with a really great URL. You might've had a great, a great topic for that, a great title, but you didn't actually write to it and, and the post itself isn't valuable, but that URL might be. So, but if it's not, if you look at that, the URL is some random collection of words, you know, about, you know, what I had for breakfast on this particular Saturday, you know, <laughs> something like that. No traffic to that post, no value at all. Delete it. Yeah. Delete it and, and be done with it. And Google will love you so much more. Yep. Those are those posts that were like, I was featured over on the so-and-so's blog hop or, you know, <laughs> silly stuff like that. That's probably still lingering in the deep, dark depths of the cobweb ridden right. <laughs> website set. All right. The next thing that's easy or to look at are those posts that you want to redirect. So you're looking for the posts that have some traffic. So there's traffic coming from somewhere. Maybe it's Google, maybe it's Pinterest or Facebook or somewhere. They have some traffic coming to them, coming to them, but there really isn't any value. So maybe it was just an informational post you put together. Um, 
there's just no value to the end reader. And, but there is traffic coming to it because it's got a good URL. So that URL has some value to Google. So what you want to do is redirect that to another post that it's related to. So if somebody's coming expecting information on that topic, send them somewhere else that makes sense. Right. And so an example of this is I you know, participated in a link party where I ho hosted a link party with other people um, for a long time. And I discontinued participation after a while, but the party was still going on. Well, those posts really didn't have any value. And the only people that were coming that were coming to them were bloggers who were looking to link up to the most current party. And I knew that. So I took all of those posts and I redirected them to the party on the one of the other bloggers sites that was still running that link party. Yes, that's a that's a great example of of what to kind of pass off that Google juice to. So the next area is this one's a little trickier and for each of us this is going to be different. The but the next category we're going to look at are the posts that you're going to want to know index. So these are posts you don't want to delete. You don't want to redirect. You want them to stay on your site and for for most of us, these are going to be sentimental posts. Like you maybe wrote them before you knew anything, or you did write something personal about your family. And for whatever reason, to you, it means something and you want it to live on your site still, but mm -hmm. you don't necessarily want Google to see it on your site. It's not a post that you really care if anybody else is going to land on. So for those, you just know index them. And what you're telling Google is this, you know, Yes, it's here, but I don't need you to look at it. I don't need you to try and send people to it. And then that saves the bots some energy. Google likes your site a little bit more, and you still get to retain, retain that post that has some value to you personally. Mm -hmm. This is great for like those first couple posts that you put out there. Maybe you want to save them just so you can remember or see how far you've come along the way. Um, it's a great way to do that. And the other thing that I would put that I would know index are, you know, a lot of us go through different transitions with our blogs and with the content that we're creating. So if you've considered rebranding or considered niching down or expanding a niche, perhaps this is one of those things where you're niching down and you have this great content, but it's not what you want to be known for right now. But you don't know, maybe six months down the road or even two years down the road, you might want to bring that back. Well, you don't want to start from scratch again and create all that content. So you might know index that so it doesn't go away. And if you decide to go back to that direction, you can bring all those posts back to life. Yeah. So it's kind of like stashing it in the closet so it's out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. Yeah. Look at it that way with your content. So next up is combining content. So you might have some content that content that is getting some traffic, but it's very lean, right? There's not a lot of meat to the post. And maybe you have a couple of those posts that are in the same category and you can combine them to make, you know, one valuable post. So right. this kind of takes into consideration a couple of things. So one, you're, you're, like I said, you're combining the post, but two, you're gonna redirect those ones that you're incorporating into the main post to that main post. Right. So an example, I've, I've, and I've got a couple examples of these. So I do a lot of printables on my site. Well, a lot of keywords for printables are for categories of printables. So people will want, um, you know, uh, like Disney character coloring pages, for example. And so I might have done those all individually. So different Disney characters and had individual posts and they weren't getting a ton of traffic, but that 
that bigger keyword does get traffic. And if I combine them all into one post, I have a better chance of, of ranking and getting some decent traffic. For recipes or for food bloggers, another example of this, and I don't know if people do this, but this would be a case for it. Let's say early on in keyword research, you didn't really know what you were doing and you saw that, oh, how to roll out pie dough was a strong keyword. But that took 300 words to write. That's not a lengthy post. Well, if you combine a bunch of things that have to do with pie, including a great pie crust recipe, then that becomes a better post. So you could take all of those individual posts, combine them together, send them to you know, whichever URL makes the most sense, and then just redirect all those others. Because remember, Google wants us to be subject matter experts. They want our content to be the one-stop shop to answer the reader's questions. They don't want to send them to be clicking around all these places to get what they need. They want them to come to one thing, get what they need, and go. Right. So this takes us now into the content. Or We decided what we wanted to delete, redirect, no index, and combine. So now we're stuck with the final piece, and that's the content that we want to keep. So when it comes to this, I like to use a decision analysis, right? I put my, the whole process right through this like analysis thing in my head. And I started out when I first started doing it, I wrote it down. Now I just kind of, you know, know it by memory and I kind of go through it. So the first step in the process is you want to look at that content that's up for the potential of keeping. Does it have SEO potential? So go out and do the keyword analysis on it. See if there's any um, keywords that it could rank for, that it is ranking for. Does it have SEO potential? If you can answer yes to that question, keep it. But if you answer no to that question, you're going to move on to the next decision point. Right. And so the next one is, does it have social potential? Because we all know that what happens on Google can be very different than what's happening on Instagram or Pinterest or YouTube. So it does it have, and I know Christine, you consider YouTube not necessarily a social channel, but a whole different <laughs> platform, but, um, but does it have social potential? Because if you can send traffic to this post on Pinterest, whether or not you can ever find a good keyword for it, then that's a valuable post. You still get ad revenue. You're still going to get new subscribers. So mm -hmm. if you answer yes to does it have social potential, again, keep it. Now, if not, we're going to move on to the next criteria. Right. And that's where reader interest comes into play because you might have a post that has no SEO potential. There's really no social potential that you see or have experienced with this post, but maybe it's something that readers are just interested in. They just love that post. It does. There's no good keywords for it. It doesn't do anything spectacular. It hasn't gone viral on social, but readers still like it. So if you can identify that post as being, as having reader interest, keep it. If not, there's one more step in the process. <laughs> right. And this one, it's very subjective, but um, these are our sites, right? Like there are our sites, we've created them. There are babies. So if you feel passionately about a topic or about a post and you just love it, it brings you joy in whatever form that is, then you don't have to get rid of it. Like keep it, even if it doesn't have SEO potential, it doesn't have social potential. Maybe you don't get a lot of reader interaction on that. So you don't know that there's reader interest, but for you, it's really important. It's a statement of who you are, what you wanna represent, keep it. Yep. 
in, in my case, I can give you a great example of this. So one of the recipes I always made for my dad, um, our, his Brajol that he loves doesn't have, it doesn't have SEO potential. It doesn't have social potential. Many readers, most readers are not interested in it. I'm interested in it. It's a recipe I made for my dad and it holds a special place in my heart. And I want it out there because I'm the boss and I'm the editor and I'm the one that says this post is going to be out there. Now we recommend you don't do that with everything, but there are going to be those posts that you just want out there. And that's okay. You can keep those, but if not, delete it, redirect it. (laughs) Right. And really the reason that we even put that there is I think a lot of us tend to, we like the checklist, right? Like you want easy decisions to make. And then (laughs) the problem with that though, is then we tend to box ourselves in when we have that checklist and we have those guidelines and we don't allow ourselves to, to have some of these things that really, they bring us joy. There's no logical reason to keep these things around, but you're allowed to have that. So give yourself that forgiveness, give yourself that space and add that to your analysis Mm -hmm. so that you have permission. You can give yourself permission to keep those posts, even if there doesn't seem to be a reason to do so. That's great. So if you enjoyed this content and you find, you think that this will be helpful for you, make sure you head over and grab the smart content guide. We have a keyword planner in there. We have this decision analysis all mapped out for you. We even tell you how to turn one post into many pieces of content. So there's lots of great stuff in there. Make sure you grab it. We provided the link in the show notes below. So there you have it. Um, We hope that you got something out of today's episode and uh, we hope you remember to go over and grab the guide and that it's helpful to you. Uh, If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. This helps us a lot. It helps other people discover our podcast so that we can keep coming to you each week. On that note, remember to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for listening today. We appreciate you. Now go make today great. Thanks for listening to the Smart Influencer Podcast with Christina and Corinne. Catch all of the episodes and more at digitalceocircle.com.